Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, welcome back to Holy Spirit Feed. Hey, I'm recording this in January of 2024. We have just kicked off a new year. So I'm hoping that everything is going great for you and you're having a good start. Let's start out by reading Isaiah 46, 9 through 10. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. And I'm going to read one more version of that last part of that verse. This is the New Living Translation. It says, Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. God knows the beginning from the end. We are made in His image. Genesis 1:27. So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. So if God knows the future, and He does, there's no question there, then through the mind of Christ, so can we. Fortune tellers are telling the future. Why aren't we? You know, the devil is not a creator. He can't create anything because he is not made in God's image. The Bible says he was beautiful and that he masquerades as an angel of light in 2 Corinthians. But it's just that. It's a masquerade. He's faking. It's not real. That's his M.O. to just take things. James 1.17 says, Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. The enemy takes and counterfeits every good and perfect thing that comes from God, not him. He can only take it, but he will never make it. But the truth is, we will. We make things. We will create things because we are in God's own image. Job thirty-three fourteen through 16, it says, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. Okay, so don't get freaked out about the part that says terrifies them with warnings, okay? (laughs) You know, he can terrify with warnings, but if we recognize that this doesn't have to scare us, it can actually be beneficial to us when God speaks to us through a dream. And that's where we need to land with that concept, with the idea that it's beneficial when he speaks. If you've listened to the podcast before, then you know that God often speaks to me in dreams. I've shared a bit about that in the past. If you're new, welcome. You're in for a treat. Okay, so a little while ago, I had a dream, and it was my last dream of the morning before I woke up. And the dream was simple. It was that my youngest daughter was at her high school. Now, she is graduated and was graduated at the time. So she really wouldn't be there for any reason. But in the dream, she was. 
She was in the office area and she was with two women in a room of some sort. And I knew them, but not that well. She was standing there and they were sitting and I wasn't sure, you know, what they were doing, but everything seemed fine. And then I woke up and I went about my business as I normally would. And then my daughter gets home just after noon and she says that she had gone to the high school (laughs) to get her yearbook and that while she was there, they had a lockdown and she was stuck in the office with Mrs. Johnson and Mrs. Bryant. Two women whom I know, but not well. So she tells me this, and I instantly remembered the dream. And I was like, wow. I said, are you kidding me? Basically, what happened was I literally dreamed the future. And not just the distant future in a vague way, which I've done that, you know, many times before. But a very specific dream that came to pass within just a couple of hours, a very short time. You know, and she may have even been in the office at the time that I was dreaming. Like I said, it was, you know, late morning, uh, the last dream that I had had. And the school opens pretty early, so it's quite possible that while I was dreaming that, she was at the school. You know, I said to my daughter, I said, hey, ask the Lord what this means, and I'll ask him too. This is not a coincidence. As believers, we have to give up on coincidences and know that they are actually God incidences. I think a part of that dream, the Lord was just giving me a reminder. He wanted me to pay attention, to not just brush off my dreams sometimes because they're so crazy. And they are. I'll say that for sure. But instead to ask God, like, what's important and what should I pay attention to? Because it might not make sense now, but it will in two hours. So I dreamed the future. You guys, that's big. If I can dream the future about that, I could dream the future about anything. The lottery? (laughs) I'm just kidding about that. But seriously, if I dream the future, then you can too. If I could tell the future about this, I could tell the future about anything. So what we're really talking about here is God giving us information supernaturally. We're talking about prophecy. So the definition of prophecy is a prediction. It's the nature of prophecy to be something not yet experienced, something in the future. Yet we sometimes hear prophetic words and we think, oh, no, no, that's not me. That word must be wrong. Like, for instance, and today we're talking about dreams, but a prophetic word could just come, you know, while you're awake and someone might just ask the Lord and give you a word. But for instance, let's talk about this. Let's say someone gets prophesied over that they're going to become a worship leader. And they might think, oh, well, no, I'm not a worship leader. Exactly. You're not yet. And that's why we call it a prophecy, a prediction about the future that we feel like the Lord gave us. Chris Vallotton from Bethel Church, he tells a story where he had prophesied just that over a woman, that she would be a worship leader. And she was like, no, that, that's not me. I'm, I'm tone deaf, so that can't possibly be me. So well, at some point after that prophecy, her ears opened up, she got healed, and she became a worship leader. 
Another example of this, I remember prophesying over one of the youth at one point while I was a youth leader. And I prophesied over them that they would get their prayer language. And they said, no, that can't be me because I don't have my prayer language. I can't speak in tongues. I've never done it. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, until now or shortly after now or in the future. And sure enough, he got his prayer language shortly after that. The power to do the prophetic word is in the prophetic word. It's like planting a seed. It needs water, sun, time to grow until we see the sprout. But with a prophetic word, the question might be, well, how do you water a word from God so it will grow? Faith, backed up with risk, take action. Head in that direction, and then you will see the word come to fruition. So are we just throwing around words out haphazardly, random? No, we're asking Holy Spirit for the words or dreams or visions. We're asking him about the future because we are future tellers. Who remembers in the Bible, Joseph, when he was put in prison And then later, the king's baker and wine taster were put in prison as well. And the baker and the wine taster, they both had dreams. But there was no one to interpret, or so they thought, because Joseph was there, and he interpreted in Genesis 40. We're going to go ahead and read uh, verses 9 through 19. So hang in there with me. Just listen. This is a great story. So the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream. He said to him, In my dream I saw a vine in front of me, and on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, it blossomed, and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, and put the cup in his hand. This is what it means, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. I was forcibly carried off from the land of the Hebrews, and even here, I have done nothing to deserve being put in a dungeon." Verse 16, when the chief baker saw that Joseph had given a favorable interpretation, he said to Joseph, I too had a dream. On my head were three baskets of bread. In the top basket were all kinds of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is what it means, Joseph said. The three baskets are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift off your head and impale your body on a pole, and the birds will eat away your flesh. Wow, that's pretty intense. So (laughs) these guys were the baker and the wine taster. They were not prophets. So that shows you anyone can get a future-telling dream. Now, if you are interpreting... Do I recommend telling someone they will die? No, but God will guide you if you get a tricky dream or a tricky word. Proverbs 25, 2, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings to search out a matter. So he's concealing things, not from us, but for us, about the future, and we are seeking them out. Or are we? 
do we believe that this isn't just for the fortune tellers, but for the future tellers first, which is us. This last fall, I had been working on a new project for our rental business. We were looking for a camper to use as our next vacation rental. And this business is kind of a dream for us and we've done it and we're continuing on. And like, I really feel a call to business in my life. And during this time, we're out driving on our way to look at a camper and my husband gets an update from this Bible app on his phone and it says, God is enhancing your dreams. And we were literally on our way to go look at a possible camper to continue on with our dream, right? (laughs) So we were like, I think this is related to what we're doing right now. Okay, so a couple days went by, we looked at some other stuff, and then we made a decision. And we were like, that was the camper that we were going to get. So again, we're on our way to pick it up like a week later, and he gets the same update on his Bible app. And that time it came in twice in one day. I think many know Bible apps don't work that way. They don't repeat the same thing over and over again. Like the verse of the day is not the same as yesterday, right? They don't repeat over and over unless God is speaking to you because repetition is his language. It's so we don't miss things. And I challenge you to consider right now what has been repeating in your life, good or bad. It could still be God trying to reveal something that needs to change or something good that you need to take action on. We are here to leave a mark on this world. My niece got married last fall and my sister was serving, you know, preparing for the wedding and she had gotten burned by the steamer and it left a mark. And if I were her, I'd be crying in the corner with an ice pack, but she somehow had the grace to do it and to continue on with her task. I was actually able to officiate that service. And before the day of the wedding, I had asked the Lord about the wedding. And I was like, what does this mean for me to be officiating? And I just kind of wanted to connect with him about it. And I heard him say, you can do it. Just a little of background. Like this was my first wedding. And so I felt like God was just like encouraging me in that. And if you're out there listening and you're about to do something new, be encouraged. Take that word, the word that he gave me. You can do it. Just take that for yourself. So anyway, I was asking the Lord about the wedding and he said that to me. And then I said, okay, I love it. You know, what else? And he said the word legacy. And God has really been speaking to me in the last six months to a year or so about me personally and the legacy that I'm leaving. And not just me, but the body of Christ as a whole. Are we creating and then passing on? That burn left a mark on my sister in a bad way. You know, we can get hurt sometimes while serving God and taking a risk and following the future words that God gives us. But it's worth it in order to leave a kingdom mark on this earth. We're here to put our stamp on things. We recently used a notary. And just like a notary leaves a stamp on a document, we take what God has told us about our future, the earth's future, people's future, 
and we leave a mark. What is God speaking to you about your future? Your part in bringing the kingdom to this earth? Is it working on making your relationships more authentic, going deeper with people? No more facade, but opening up to discussing your God dreams? Restoring a relationship, getting involved in ending sex trafficking? Like, this is a huge problem in the world, everywhere. We need to quit living safe because we are meant to be wild on fire Jesus people leaving our mark in this world. And how do we do that? One of the things is we tell the future. We get what is supposed to happen from the Lord and we make it happen. Maybe the Lord is speaking to you about your future and, and I don't know, maybe starting something new, learning an instrument, leading people in something, letting go of regret, stepping into freedom, finally putting fear of man to death so that you can get on the things that the Lord has spoken that you're not doing because you're afraid. Hey, you know what? That ends today. Someone listening, God is saying, make the choice to reject fear and step into your future of abundance. Hey, that's a great word for the new year. If you want that, take that word. It's for you. And as a bonus, I've been hearing the Lord say 2024 is the year of more. So take that too, if you like that. More of his presence, more of his closeness a deeper connection to him, more words of knowledge about the future, and the list goes on. Hey, we'll do a part two of Future Tellers. We're not quite done with this subject yet. Join me on the next episode because you are a future teller. 